little Rolling Stones for you this morning. I'm okay Patrick. with that. You like that? Yeah. No, that's right. That's right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so you know when I put this song on my iPod, by the way, because it's an old classic song. By the way, we're here with a real friend of the show, Ken Hirschman. Kenny, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. <laughs> so the reason I put this on my iPod originally is, as everybody knows, I'm a big Nick Saban fan because I love mm-hmm. the way he does it. This is the song he listens to every day after a game on the drive home. Really? He gets in his car, and he listens to Gimme Shelter. But And so they did a whole special on it, and they were showing it. I'm like, I got to get that on my iPod. That gets me fired up, you know. So <laughs> Is that when the reporter, he was in the back, and he's like, who sings this? And Saban just looked back and glared at him and didn't oh, did say he? a word. <laughs> yeah, I think I read the article. That'd be awesome. I didn't see that. Anyway, uh, you got your best darn 12 minutes in real estate and podcast, uh, real estate and mortgage podcast here. I'm David Hall with Patrick Ali. We got Ken Hirschman uh, with us this week, who is a uh, man. This guy's building a monster of a company, and it's oh, exciting yeah. to watch. And Patrick, I know you've been um, involved in some of what's going on with Ken and his yeah. team, and I want to talk a little bit about the uniqueness because I think the thing that you're doing right now, and I want to get into your client appreciation thing too that you're yeah. doing, which is awesome. But a lot of just kind of different things that you're doing, and. I like this slogan, you know, beyond real estate. And tell me where that came from. It's something you're using with your team, and it's something that you're sort of kind of putting on the wall in terms of what you guys do, right? Yeah, exactly. So when we were thinking about a team name and a team slogan, uh, we wanted to, first of all, we're a a young, high-energy group, yeah, and we do a lot of technologically forward-thinking type things to market houses, to organize our business. So we wanted something that, kind of showed that right yeah so in addition um something that we've always pushed is we're trying to we're trying to not only worry about the transaction at hand we want clients for life yeah so our team name is best life and company and our best slog- life and company best life yeah and like company. it yeah. good um everyone always talks about living their best life right? yeah so yeah yeah we wanted something kind of fun that people could relate to yeah and, and that was kind of a, a sexy name so best life and co <laughs> is it right I like so it. Uh, it's a lot better than Ken Hirschman and Associates. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, right. <laughs> Nobody's going to follow that. Yeah. So, But beyond real estate, we're trying to uh, take care of the clients during the transaction, but we also want them to be clients for life, and we want them to come to us, whether it's for real estate or a question about the best restaurant in Royal Oak, whether it's um, who do you know that can help us with homeowners insurance. I mean, we want them to come to us for everything, be that resource, and take it beyond the real estate yeah. transaction. Yeah, so. which is just like um, sort of the opposite of how the industry has always been, right? Mm-hmm. The, Somebody helps you to sell your home or buy your home, and you know a lot of times you never hear from them again. Exactly. And somebody says to them a year later, you know, who was your realtor? What was that guy's name? What was her name? Right. You know, and and yeah. so the you know sort of changing that with the consumer is, mm-hmm. it's a big differentiator because now you want to be incorporated as a part of their resources in their life. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And and our, our our slogan, I mean, once once someone is kind of in the family, they're in for good. Right. Yeah. Right. So, um, even if we uh, maybe get connected and we don't know them before the transaction, again, once they do business with us, then uh, they're lifers. So as we sit here, you know, on October 10th of uh, 2018, it's been a pretty, um, I don't want to say a, a sharp turn, but there's been a, a, we're in a different market than we were in six months ago. Right. Talk a little bit about it and what you're seeing and, yeah. you know, compared to, June yep. now to October four months later it's pretty pretty different way different yeah, yeah. there are um, we've definitely noticed a shift and a cool down in the market I mean I think it happens at some point in October or November yeah. every single year yeah. but um, 
I've been selling real estate for four years and it seems like it happened a lot more sudden yeah. right now. So um, listings are staying on the market a lot longer. Um, inventory wise, it seems, I don't know if there's more inventory, but I definitely think there uh, are options on the market longer for buyers. Right. So what we've noticed is typically houses that would sell in the areas we do business in the first week or two, they're staying on for two, three, four, five, six right. weeks. Houses yeah. that we think would sell at certain prices are not selling at those prices. And, and one thing I'm curious about, because I think we, we get a lot of different perspectives on where the market is driving towards. Um, and I, I'm curious to know in, in your immediate area where, cause you're at a grand blank, right? Uh, office is out of grand, grand blank. blank. Yeah. But yep. all, but all over obviously. Yep. Yep. So wh- what is it? Shifting buyer seller? What type of market are you mm-hmm. seeing out there? I mean, it, it, every year that I've been doing it, the seasonal shift, I think yeah. it kind of cr- creates that equilibrium right mm-hmm. around now where the buyers have a little bit more leverage mainly because the houses are just overpriced right now. Right. Yeah. They put them on the market in August or September. They're still on the market now in October. Yeah. And they use comparables back from the summer yeah. when the market is just on absolute fire, mm-hmm. like David mentioned. Yeah. And buyers have a lot more negotiation leverage. So, right. I mean, I still think it's a seller's market right now, but I do see that seasonal shift happening well, right what, now. What was going on was sort of unsustainable, right? Yeah. I mean, it, right. It, it was historic that somebody would get 20 offers the first day they put their house on the market. I mean, that's just not, I mean, it'd be great if that was the new normal, but I don't see that being the new normal. And I think the market we're in now, it just, you know, you had a lot of exuberance in the spring and summer Mm -hmm. and people that put their house on the market in August and September, trying to capitalize on that. It, it shifted. And so now it's a normal market. Absolutely. Even, I mean, it's still a good market to sell your home though. Right. I mean, I think to me, that's the message. I talked to a lot Mm -hmm. of people I've, spoke at a thing the other day. And one of the things that I talked about is it's still a seller's market. It's just not a red hot flaming seller's right. market. It's still a good market to sell your home. Agree. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the buyers now though, because they know that, uh, I mean, there were so many people that we had pre-approved yeah. that were getting so frustrated, right? Mm-hmm. They're making offers on many, many homes. And they weren't getting it. Cause it was just, it was a red hot market. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, I think it's good actually that this is happening because I think there were a di- lot of disillusioned bu- buyers right. over the summer, and you yeah. probably saw that too. We've actually had quite a few buyers that said, "You know what? I'm taking a break. I'm going to wait two, three, yeah. or four months because they just couldn't take it." I mean, believe it. You know, we again, we feel like we're a pretty high level team, and we're writing seven, eight, nine offers per buyer just to try to get one accepted. It was that that aggressive and, in and the areas we do business, and it's insane the way that the mindset the mindset shifts because I like friends of uh, my wife and I. They looked at 67 houses and then they decided to stop and they said, we're, we're going to build. Yeah. We're just going to find us. We're yeah. going to find land. We're going to build. Talk a little bit about how you're talking. I mean, obviously you're focused with your team. And, yep. and I say this because I want the consumer to get a perspective yeah. of what happens inside a real estate team and kind of what you think is coming. But you guys are probably focused on fourth quarter and you probably have goals. Yep. How are you guys thinking about 19? Are you even thinking about 19 yet? Mm-hmm. What's your what's your sort of thought process of where the market's going? Because, yeah. you know, your average guy who's listening to our podcast, he's trying to get some insight on what's going on with real estate and mortgages. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's my personal opinion. I think 2019 is still going to be very hot, similar to 18. Okay. I don't know if it's going to kind of take off and be up 5 to 10% like every year since, mm-hmm. what, 2010? Yeah. Which is well before I was doing real estate. But I think it's going to be a very strong year. Um, and I think you might see that cool maybe in 2020. But right now what we're doing, I mean, within our real estate team, we do a lot of prospecting. So we're hitting the phones, reaching out to buyers and sellers, seeing who um, needs to sell and needs to buy. And Recently, we just talked about doubling our prospecting activities. We want to find 
we're spending double the time to find as many buyers and sellers as we can going into this shift yeah um to make sure that that our business stays consistent so can you i want you to do me a favor yeah um i'm a big believer in people having to build good habits to become successful and i've known you for a while and one of the things that i was always impressed with was what you did before you got into real estate and kind of what that did to help build your habits. When I met Ken, you know, I'm, I'm getting old now, so I can <laughs> read people pretty well because I've seen a thing or two. So when I met him, I knew he was a winner. And as I got into talking to him about what his background was before he got into real estate, he told me about where he had worked and some of the habits they had taught him there that I think carry over into you having become successful in real estate over the last number of years since you got into this field five, six, seven years ago, whatever yep. it was. Yep. Tell them, just tell our audience a little bit about where you know you worked and kind of the habits that they taught you. I just think it's interesting yep. from a, you know, I think people will find it interesting. Uh, insert Aldi grocery store plug nice. here. Yeah. So I used to work for Aldi Foods, right? So yeah. it's a uh, right it's out a, of college, right? right out of college. Yeah. yeah. So they had a very aggressive um, district manager training program where uh, you uh, you get the big salary right out of college, and then literally day one you have orientation. By day two, you're you're basically in the store. So oh, wow. store uniform on, you know, you're uh, cleaning toilets and stocking shelves and doing and it all in the back room and doing yeah. it all and really learning the business from the ground up. So it's extremely humbling a lot of hard work hands-on big very time hands-on yeah. and uh aldi runs things extremely efficiently it's a german-based company yeah. um typically the european european companies you know very very high expectation very all about efficiency and uh and they just absolutely embedded it into you that you had to do almost everything um as efficiently as possible and if there was a great way there's always a better way because yeah. there weren't enough hours in the day so i think just looking at everything we do as a real estate company, what's the most efficient for our agents, for our buyers, for our sellers, um, you know, really being process driven and, yeah, and systematic yeah. in everything we do um, and just being really disciplined. So I still think nothing uh, replaces hard work and Aldi makes you certainly work hard. It's a great career, but you'll work your butt off. So, yeah, well. um, you know, obviously in real estate, um, you know, the harder you work, the luckier you get. And uh, I think that's real estate and, and everything yeah. else, to be honest with you. So just that mentality and discipline and yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. my main takeaway in talking to you about that is that, you know, when somebody comes, this is my opinion on things. And I yeah. know we're getting a little away from real estate, but I think it's good life lessons is that when somebody graduates from college or if they don't go to college, but they get their first job, whatever it is, the habits that you are that are instilled in you and the expectations that are created in your first job, I think, are critical to your future success, because a lot of people go places and work somewhere where. Nobody pays any attention to them. There's not a lot of expectation. As long as you punch in and punch out, you get your check. And you're not learning a lot about how to become super successful. Right. And when we're 20 years old or whatever the age is, when we get our first job, you kind of need somebody to set the tone for you. And I think yeah. that what I got from Kenny, because he's just like, he's a high energy kind of guy. And I've never sat with him or met with him or seen him where he wasn't like, he didn't have his eyes kind of popping out of his head, ready to do some <laughs> this business. Is, this is the longest I've sat still in a long time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I just could see that. And then when I got, you know, some info on his background in terms of his first job, it just said it all to me. Yeah. And I know for me, you know, it was key for me, the first place I worked, because I didn't really know what to expect. And it was like, wow, I'm supposed to do all this. Okay, I'll do it. You know, it's just, okay, this is what we do. Yeah. And I just think it's key. And I know that's why you're going to build a really successful team because you had those kind of habits ingrained in you at an early age and it just kind of carries with you. You yep. know what I mean? Absolutely. Anyway, I got away from real estate a little bit, but I thought it was a good story. <laughs> Told you so. So, yeah, you you know, so the, the, the last thing, and then, you know, as the show is always too short, but I think it, uh, 
it, it keeps people wanting more. You know, as you think about your team and what you're trying to build with your team, you know, building clients for life and, and everything like that. I know you're having a client appreciation thing, which I we think are. is really cool. Tell the audience a little bit about that because I think that's different as well. Yeah, something we're trying to do is really focus on um, creating that that group of raving fans, which is going to be our clients, our best lifers, right? So uh, this Sunday, we have a client appreciation day up at Westview Orchards up in Romeo, Washington mm. Township. So, um, you know, for three, four hours, all of our you know clients over the last three, four years and even potential clients are going to come hang out with us, stuff for the kids, stuff for the adults. Um, we really want to do stuff like that maybe three, four times a year just to know uh, or just to show our clients that we care about them again beyond yeah. real estate more than that transaction. Mm -hmm. We want you for life. And um, you know, if nothing else, you're in the family and we want to show you our appreciation for that. So it'll be a fun event from two to five at Westview and nice. hopefully Patrick can make it. I'll be there. And uh, not open to the public though. Only open to the past clients. You got it. Yeah, you got it. It's good. So, I like that. Yeah, yep. it's good stuff. Um, guys, great show. I mean, another, you know, action packed show. <laughs> that was quick. Appreciate you coming <laughs> in, you, you know, yep. really appreciate it. Here we are at, uh, well, we always run over for our good guests. We oh, ran yeah. a little over, but that's okay. <laughs> so, uh, guys, we'll see you next week. Kenny, we'll have to have you on in the future as Love well. It. Come Appreciate back it. and be on the show. Sounds good. Tell us about how the past client appreciation thing went. We'll do. And we'll get in more of a forecast for 19 next time you come on later this year. Love it. Okay? Sounds good. Thanks, guys. Patrick? As always. That's it. As always. <laughs> as that's always. what we always say. As always, for the best <laughs> darn 12 minutes in real estate and mortgage, this is your podcast. I'm David Hall, Patrick Ali, Kenny Hirschman. We'll talk to you next week. That's it. With the Rolling Stones, we're out.